Uh, I'm going to try to preach for God's glory. Amen, amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Tell your neighbor, don't kill the anointing. Tell again, your neighbor, don't kill the anointing. Tell him again, don't kill the anointing. And tell him, don't distract me with your phone. Your Chinese phone. Amen. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand and let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Can you tell Sister Blessing to come inside? Amen, Amen. Amen. Yeah, we praise God for everything that the Lord has been doing among us. It's been for a couple of Sundays that I'm talking about the secrets of secrets. You cannot be that successful in your life until you understand something about the secret. Amen, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Secrets can release you to prosper and to break through in your life. As I always say, there's no prosperity, there's no success, there's no growth, there's no anointing without, without a secret. We praise God because today we, we have a special prayer for the firstborn. All the firstborn, can you shout a little bit? Firstborn. You know, there are so many mysteries about the firstborn. I say so many mysteries about the firstborn. Let us read the book of Numbers, chapter 3, verse 13. Numbers, chapter 3, verse 13. We are reading from the book of Numbers, chapter 13, chapter Ashes, I want to see you also in the middle. I want to see you in the middle. Anybody who asks for a service, you guys must be ready to help. I want to see the ashes in the middle. Occupy some chairs in the middle. There's no problem. I say in the middle. Guys, stand up at the back. I want to see you in the middle. Amen. Can you read? Numbers chapter 3 verse 13. I read in the name of Jesus. Yes. Because all the firstborn are mine. For on the day that I smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I hallowed into all the firstborn in Israel. Yes. Both man and beast. Mine yes. shall they be. I am the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, Sister Sugar, can you sit next to Papa uh, Jackson? Okay, sister, can you go there? Sisi, uh, can you come here? Uh, brother, let me help you guys. 
Uh, brother, what is your name again? This big boy. My basketball. Party. Sit uh, next to my beautiful daughter there. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Mama, get me to Thank you. Thank you. We praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Give me a good amen. Amen. The Bible says that all the firstborn they belong to God. All the firstborn they belong to God. Now listen to me. The devil knowing that the firstborn is the portion of God. The devil always fights the firstborn. Knowing that Jehovah God has declared that the firstborn is his possession. His possession. His possession. Because the firstborn is the door of a family. Once the firstborn starts to fail, all those who shall follow, they will start to fall. Amen. The firstborn is the seed for the family. That what the devil always fights and claims the firstborn. Give me a good amen. Let me say this. In most marriages, you're going to hear and they will tell you that their firstborn died. Or the woman got miscarriage. Why? Because the firstborn is always false by the enemy because the enemy knows that the firstborn belongs to God. Give me a good Amen. amen. Now here is the place where you can understand now the prayer of Anna when she said to God, if you can give me a male child, I'm gonna offer him back to you. He shall save you all his life. The prayer of Anna faced made the will of God. Amen. Can I say something here? Amen. I said the prayer of Anna made the will have God. And that will is that every firstborn belong to God. Amen. Now Anna in a prayer to say, if you can give me a child, a mild one, Lord, I'm going to give him back to you. And this prayer made the will of God. In that time as well, God was seeking for somebody who shall stand for the house of Israel. He was seeking for somebody who shall restore the glory of God in the temple, the glory of God among his people. Amen. When Anna was praying, God also was seeking for somebody to raise. Now a prayer went and meet the need of God. Amen. Can I say something here? Amen. You know, every time you pray, you must make sure that your prayer meets the will of God. Meet the, the will of God. Meet the need of God. Every prayer that doesn't, doesn't meet the will of God or 
the need of God in the season that prayer can never be successful. Am I saying something here? Amen. I say every prayer that doesn't mean doesn't meet the will of God according to His will and doesn't meet the need of God in a season that prayer will never be successful. It means what your prayer must meet the will of God and the need of God in the season. I pray to the Lord from today, my God. Every time you open your mouth to pray, I say, every time you open your mouth to pray, your prayer shall meet the will of God and the need of God in the season. That was some time you have to pray by revelation. You don't just pray because you have a problem, but you pray by revelation. You pray according to the need of the season. Oh my God. I say you pray according to the need of the season. And when you pray according to the need of the season, your blessing shall be released in the name of Jesus. You know some people, when they pray, they pray in everything. You want to hear them? Their prayer doesn't meet any way of God in the scripture. What do you want with you? Every prayer that comes up from your mouth must meet the will of God in the scripture. That's why it's very important to read the testaments. We call it the will the Bible. We call it the will. We call it the testaments. Your inheritance is here. This is your constitution. This is your right for your living. This is your right that you can use before the devil. This is your right that you can use before sickness. This is your right that you can use before the enemy. Telling you every time you want to touch your firstborn, you tell the devil, my firstborn belongs to God, not for you. Now let us read another verse. Exodus chapter 3 verse 2. Exodus chapter 3 verse 2. We are reading from the book of Exodus. 13, 13. Exodus chapter 13 verse 2. You can stand up and read. But next time can you buy a um, uh, if I love this one, uh, please. Uh, mm -hmm. you can read. We are reading from the book of Ex Exodus chapter 13, verse 2. I yes. read in the yes. name of Jesus. Yes, yes. Sanctify unto me all the firstborn. Whatsoever open the womb amongst the children of Israel, both the man and the beast, it is mine. <laughs> Repeat it again, repeat it again. Sanctify unto me all the first In another way to consecrate, consecrate. Continue. Whatsoever opened the womb amongst the children of Israel, yes. both men and of beast, yes. it is mine. It is mine. Every time, but when the Bible uses the word sanctifies, it means consecrate. In another way, put apart. Yes. In another word, separate them. Yes. Separate them. Separate them. 
Now God wanted to punish and to strike every firstborn in Egypt. The only way that God could spare the children of Israel or the firstborn of the children of Israel, it was by consecration. Am I saying something to somebody? It was by consecration. The only way that your daughter, your son, who is the firstborn, oh my God, can be protected against any curse, my God, any case and any reclamation that always stands against the firstborn, it's where they consecrate them, my God. It's where they release an anointing upon their life to put them apart, to separate them. If you are a firstborn among us this morning, I declare upon you that you shall be separated. I say 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 you shall be different from other firstborn. There is always a battle against the firstborn. Now go give an answer to Moses and say, I went down. Separate them. Sanctify them. Consecrate them. Dedicate them. family, but the power of his life is in Jeremiah. Give me a good amen. amen. Uh, hide the father I never fail. And I'll never fail. <laughs> I never fail. And I'll never fail. Because the promise of God is upon my life. The blessing is upon my life. Listen. The water broke down uh, uh, at two. It was at two. Yeah. We went to the hospital and uh, the whole afternoon and the whole night, nothing manifested. I said to her, I have to be tonight. That I'm, going. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to rest. I went back home. And so I was thinking maybe I would come early in the morning around five. And I said, no, I'm gonna sleep until late. Uh, it was nine a.m. that I stood up to go to the hospital. When I arrived there, I asked a question. 
What is happening? Since you were here, nothing is happening. Jesus, since I was here, nothing is happening. How do you call those things? How do you call it? Centimeters. They say to us, how? Two. Oh. The water is already broken and everything now. They are saying that the centimeters too and it was so painful. I could see how she was crying. Then I stood there. I said, hey, hey, young man, inside. And now it's time for you to come out. I speak a little bit in tongue. The young man understood the language. <laughs> After 10 minutes, it shifted from 2 to 8. 2 to 8. Then I came again and said, hey, young man, you must come quick out. Five minutes, it was too much. I said it was too much. They took her and they went with her in the room and I was there. I'm a good husband today. Amen, amen. Here I was there. Amen, amen. From the first second, I was there. Myself, a spiritual doctor, watching over. And the young man, when he came out, he was so tired. I'm telling you, he was so, 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 so tired. He couldn't even cry when he came out. They have to beat him a little bit for him to start to cry. You see how the firstborn are great. You see how the devil can fight the firstborn. And if you are not strong spiritually to cover your child, I'm telling you, you can lose your firstborn. And if they don't kill him at his best, they will destroy his destiny. They will destroy his future. Now God says to Moses, Hey, hey, Moses, consecrate me. Separate them. Sanctify them. Put them aside because they are mine. Because they are mine. Dedicate them to me. You know, most of Christians, they always neglect this kind of sessions because they don't know the impact. Once the life of the firstborn is touched, the rest, their life will be touched. Amen. Your amen is so down. Amen. I say, once the life of the firstborn is touched, all the second, or the third, all of them, their life will be touched. Give me a good amen. amen. I say, give me a good amen. Let us read the number quickly. Jesus. Let us read the number chapter quickly, quickly. We are in the book of uh, Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 17. But I will tell you where to start. God tempts 
my NIV uh, says Abraham tested. And some time later, God tested Abraham. Yeah, that is a good question. He said to him, Abraham, here I am. He replied. Yes. Then God said, take your son, uh -huh. your only son, your only son, whom you love, uh -huh. Isaac, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Yes. Sacrifice him there uh -huh. as a burnt offering on a mountain. My God. That I will show you. <laughs> Early in the morning. Early in the morning. Abraham
eh? our love for him he wants us to see the obedience that you have toward his word he wants us to see your commitment to follow him just to see that. When you say, I love God, to love God means to hear His word and to obey it. Am I saying something to somebody here? Amen. I said to love God means to hear His word and to follow it. Amen. You cannot say that you love God but you don't practice His word. Am I saying something? Amen. You cannot tell me that you love him. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. The love of God in you is to hear his word and to follow it. God doesn't put us to temptation. God always puts us to test. Your faith shall be put to test. Your love for God shall be put to test. Your sin for God shall be put to test. This is what God did with Abraham. He put his love to test. To see if Abraham was loving him because of Isaac. Do you know, do you know that there are people here, they love God for things. But they don't love him for who he is. Yeah. Can I say something to somebody here? Yeah. <laughs> They love God because He's the giver of victory, He's the healer, He's the uplifter. They love God because wherever there is a spirit of death, He can give them victory. Do you love God for things or you love Him because of who He is for you? I love God. I love Jesus. I love, you know. Your love for him shall be put to test. Amen. You know we must praise God. Because in other nations they don't allow Christians to fellowship. They don't say amen. amen. They don't allow Christians to fellowship. Once you come together like this, they can even kill some to discourage the others. Give me a good amen. Amen. Do you love God for things or you love Him for who He is? On that day, God said to Abraham, This is the blessing that Abraham was waiting all this while. This is the blessing that Abraham was awaiting for years. For 25 years, Abraham was waiting for Isaac to come. But one night, God came to him and said, Abraham, sacrifice to me your son, your Isaac. Abraham never said a word. He obeyed. He never discussed this with Sarah. He never told Sarah anything. Listen to me. Sometimes when God speaks to you, and gives you 
a personal and individual revelation. You don't have to discuss it with anybody. Because what God always requires from us, it's impossible to man, but it's possible to him. Amen. Am I saying something to somebody? Amen. Let me check this. We were renting somewhere in a, in a, in Oakland Park. Now there were a time that the Lord spoke to me that three things are over now. I want you to seek for a place where you shall pray. Imagine we were having a hall where we were not paying electricity, we were not paying rents, we were not paying anything. It was for free. In Johannesburg, when people they say there's nothing for Mahala, as we got something for Mahala, there were chairs, there were keyboards, there were mics. Me to adjust to come and preach and go. Give me a good amen. But after three years, the Lord came to me and said, Hey, man, the Mahala things season is over. Look for somewhere to pay. I said, let me talk to the people that they were closer to me to tell them what the Lord was spoken to me forever. <laughs> I like parents. As most of them, they were married and they were having kids. They started to show me, Pastor, you see, we are in December, January. Our kids are going back to school. And then, and then, this one says, it will be very impossible for us to move from this Mahana things for us to start to pay. Pastor, can you think a little bit, prophets? I know we know that it's God who spoke to you, but <laughs> now I answered to them this. I said, if it's God who spoke to me, it shall release a provision. And if it doesn't release the provision, we're gonna go back to our mahala things. They never chase us away. I remember that December. I was in prayer in Windsor West, in that room of mine. Three hours of prayer without stop. Early in the morning around the gate when I was preparing myself to go to the church, but it was not at the church because that hall they closed it because of December holidays. We had to go to Mosayon here for us to fellowship. I hear my phone ringing around the eight, and I pick up the car and uh that man said to me, Hello, Pastor, how are you? I said, I'm fine. Ah, Pastor Jeremy, are you fine? I said, Yes, I'm fine. That guy doesn't even pray with us. They are years ago, his daughter was married. They called me and I went there to pray. I cast out that demon. Two minutes was a lot. For me to cast out that demon. After casting that demon out, 
The daughter was fine. I never asked any offering, any altar, any seed. And I was not even having a car. He went and dropped me. I never required anything because I know how God operates. That morning, he called me. He said, I heard that you guys, you are seeking for a place for fellowship. How much do you need? <laughs> so, so, they never ask you that question. No. I changed the position. You know, for me to listen well, I said, hello, Papa. Hello, hello. What I'm saying? I, I didn't hear well. He said, how much? Do you need? I said to him, We need this amount. He said to me, I'm sending my wife with that right amount. Uh-uh. I said, Papa, let me call you back because I can't hear you very well. I got the call and call back. And I said to him, There is a network problem. <laughs> he said to me, I was saying that I am sending my wife with that amount. You know, I never bless somebody like that. I said, Papa, may God bless you. I said, Papa, may God uplift you. I said, Papa, may God enlarge your territory. I said, Papa, may God seize you. He's a Catholic man. <laughs> I bless him. And after I got the call, my God, I started jumping my battle. We were at the mountain. You know, I was waiting for that mother. Where is she? We pray, we pray. I say, where is she? We pray, we pray. I say, where is she? After one hour, then I see the car. Papa, my prayer changed. You have a answer. You play with money. <laughs> and the lady, after the session, you know there are some women that can stop the money of offering. Huh? <laughs> I know some women. I know them. Back home. <laughs> the men give the money. The woman doesn't want to give me the money. He said, I will keep it for you. I will start to give this money to as the daughter was so close to me, I said to the daughter, don't tell your mother, she's so selfish. That is my money. The daughter said, Papa, just understand. Go tell him, your father told me. But the mother says, Prophet, I will keep it for you. Every time you will start to come and to pray for us, we will start to give you small small. And the woman took the whole envelope. She gave it to me. So I stood my hand. No, on that time also I was broken. If I was more serious with God, I, 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 I. Papa, I was broke. They give me a lot of friends like this. I praise God for the one who made uh, the gas pants, uh, the jeans pants. Because those ones, even if you put money there, huh, people they cannot see. And you know, there are some believers, they always check pastor from the far. far. They are watching me and say, yeah, yeah, you cannot catch me. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. amen, amen, amen. 
after that we organize a meeting and I came there and tell them that the Lord has provided the money. It means we are going forward. It means we are going to rent a place. You know, let me tell you something. When you obey to a word of God that can release other blessings upon you, like give me a good amen. Yeah. I remember when we were in the Mahama things, I never got to merit. Huh? I never have a car when we were in the Mahama things. And you know the instruction that God gave me? The Lord spoke to me and said, You, you shall not live by the church money. <laughs> you shall not live by the church money. So, When we started to rent, that was the time I got married. That was the time things started to open for me. Those to travel started to open for me. Why? Because of obedience. Abraham never, never discussed with God. Now you are asking my child what I'm going to do. Now you are teaching my only child that I was waiting for years. Now, 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 now. Abraham never complained and he never even discussed it with, uh, with, uh, with uh, how do you call her again? With, uh, with Sarah. They never discussed about that. They never discussed about that. He just woke up in the morning and said to his servant, let us go, let us go. Because God told Abraham, you shall give this offering at a specific mountain. You shall give this to Mamoriah. And Abraham followed the instruction of God. He never resists. He never discusses. And the Bible says, he took his servant and he took Isaac. They were on their way to go to the mountain. When they arrived on the bottom of the mountain, Isaac says to his father, uh, Father, oh, we are going out to the mountain for the offering. The first thing that Abraham did, when they arrived at the bottom of the mountain, he said to his servant, My dear man, stay here. Wait for us here as we are going to worship. You know, there are some stuff that God already spoken upon your life, over your life. You don't go to involve other people in it. Am I saying something to somebody? Yes. I say you don't have to involve other people in it. Because once we involve somebody in it, that person can be a spirit of opposition to you. Yes. Am I saying something to somebody? Yes. Am I saying something to somebody? Yes. He says, now you stay here as we are going to the mountain to worship. There are some times, some battles of your life, some challenges of your life. You don't have to involve everybody in it. Because when we involve other people, you're going to lose the divine direction about your life. Amen. Give me a good amen. amen. I say you're going to lose the divine direction upon your life. Why? Because you have involved other people in it. There are people, God already spoken to you, but they want to tell you something else. They want to tell you what they know. 
they want to tell uh, you their imagination. They want to tell you how impossible it is. They want to tell you how many years you have been, you have been waiting for that blessing. They want to tell you ah, how can you offer your only child to God. God cannot do something like that. The Bible says that Abraham said to his servant, Man, where is that? Stay here. I'm going with Isaac to worship. Listen to me. As soon as you learn, there are some situations that you must involve only yourself and come on. I'm telling you. When you understand that, that there are some stuff is only between you and God. Not between you, your mother and God. No. Between you and God. I'm telling you, that is the moment you start to see the result. You start to see the success. You start to see things to change. You start to see your things to start to change. Hallelujah. Now, Abraham. Eliezer, the left, Eliezer. Eliezer was waiting. He took the wood, he took the fire, and the knife. This is the firstborn of Isaac. It's not the firstborn of Abraham. It's the firstborn to Sarah. But Ishmael is the firstborn of Abraham. Listen, no matter how you can involve your thoughts in the fulfilling of the promise of God, the word of God shall come truly to come to pass. And you shall see the fulfillment of the things that God has spoken upon your life. And whatever that God has spoken upon your life, when it come to pass, when that blessing come to pass, it will be always higher than the blessing that you got by your own strength. You cannot fabricate the destiny by your mind. Oh, because God is delaying, let me change these things. Because God is delaying, let me go to this husband in the meantime. You cannot fabricate your own destiny. The one who has the true image, the designer of your destiny, is God Himself. Now the Bible says, Isaac, as they were walking with his father, he knew the tradition that every time when we are going to offer, we must have an animal that we must offer to God. Now he asked to his father, I see the woods, I see the fire, and I see the knife. Where is the lamb for sacrifice? <laughs> Where is the lamb for sacrifice? Abraham used what? Wisdom. If it was our parents of our days, I'm going to offer you to God. I'm going to bend you today. I'm going to pay you today. <laughs> These young boys of these days, before even you finish, <laughs> Papa, I'm going to the toilet. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. 
Abraham gave silence. The uncle says, I see the wood. I see the fire. And I see the knife. But the word is the end. When you don't get anything to say, God shall release the word of revelation over your tongue. Amen. Oh Abraham said to Isaac, The Lord shall provide. The Lord shall provide. Let me say this 2022 is here. You have the priest of life. Oh my God. You come to church. But where is the blessing of the year? The provision of the year. Let me tell you, the Lord shall provide. I said, God shall provide. I said, God shall provide. I said, the Lord shall provide. I said, God shall provide. Uh, in that empty party of yours, uh, 
in our lips, but they are heard afar from it. Whatever you do for God, you know, even when God says, Over, over, God doesn't need your money for Him to be God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I said, God doesn't need your money for Him to be God. He said, if you don't worship me, I'm going to let the stones to worship me. In whatever we do, if you want to preach it, what God wants to see is the state of my heart when I'm preaching. Am I preaching because I need some support from people? Am I preaching for me to travel? Am I preaching for me to uplift and praise my friend? He wants to see your heart. That's why he said to someone, people they consider the outside, but I, I consider the inside. I consider the inside. I consider the inside. He says, I'm the man, I'm the man This man, every time he was praying, every time he was worshiping, the heart of David was attached to God. The heart of David was a broken You don't come to church to please pastor. No! You don't come to church for anybody. But you come to church for your own salvation. Until you reach a fair deal. You reach the dimension of a broken up in the presence. Then your prayer shall be answered. Then your prayer shall be answered. Then your offering shall open heaven. Don't do it by formality, no. Do it with your heart. One day Jesus, he was in the temple, and people they were dropping the man in the basket. He was standing closer to that basket. He saw all the rich men. They were given out of their riches, out of their wealth. But he saw one woman. She was broke. She was poor. She was in financial instability. She took whatever she was having and dropped in that basket. Jesus says, this woman, she didn't drop the money, but she dropped her heart in the basket. She dropped
The Lord spoke to me that most of people, their hands are not involved in whatever they are doing. Their hands are not involved. That's why for you to pray, they must push you. For you to sing, they must push you. For you to do anything, they must push you. Why? Because your heart is not involved. But when your heart is involved in whatever you do for God, I said in whatever you do for God, you're going to see how we shall provide. Amen. You're going to see how we shall protect your children. Amen. You're going to see how we shall protect your finances. This is why Solomon says, Brother, come, let me pray for you. Come, come. Rush, brother, rush, rush, rush. Run and let your feet. Not to please man, but to please God. 
Now Solomon came to a conclusion. He says, keep your heart more than anything. Oh my God. Keep your heart more than anything. But because from your heart comes the source of life. Let's, let me check this. What move and release some damn the anointing is the state of your heart. Yes. Amen. That's why you see, every time when Jesus has to heal somebody, the Bible says his heart was filled with what? With pity, with compassion. It's not this thing of uh, we are able. You can't go. Stand up. Walk. No. Before any miracle, the man Jesus was crying. Was crying. That heart was releasing the anointing of healing. The anointing of resurrection. Amen. Before the tomb of Lazarus, he cried. And people said, Why is crying? The problem is, whatever he was doing, he was involving his heart inside. That's why he's crying. Why he's crying? After him crying, you will see a miracle happening. You see that? You see, there are some people, even they speak in tongues, you don't feel any anointing. The problem is what? Their heart is not important. It's like a noise. But when the heart is involved in it, you're going to feel the heart of God. You're going to feel the heart of God in the speaking of tongues. Why? Because the person who is speaking in tongues is so connected in his heart to the point that whatever is coming from heaven, God is busy feeling his heart and is releasing it from his mouth. Amen. 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 On the day of judgment, the singers they will be in trouble. <laughs> I'm telling you, I said they will be in trouble. How come you can go in a studio huh, for a song? You sing that song, you that same time. When you are in a concert, you speak the same time. Even if you talk about spiritual dimension, ah. and now everybody who must sing your song, they have to speak the same time. If you say do do do, they say also do 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 do, and as we cannot feel anything because the heart is not involved. We want to hear singers that they can sing with their hearts. They must feed your heart in the song. You are just singing that upagame like anyone. But when you sing it with your heart, this shall release the anointing. When you say you are great, when you are saying you are great, what you are confessing will release the anointing. Amen. I declare 
you will go to the toilet to come back. You, you, are, you are willing people to see you. But, but they don't see you. They come to worship. They come to worship. That's why I understand why God in the temple, he said to the, all the priests, you must wear the dress. Why? Because if you wear the dress, you're going to seduce you. A long dress. Long dress. And it was the same. And we praise God for, for, for maybe the Catholic Church. Now we can give them a reason why they are wearing those long dress. All the American church, you will see them wearing long dress. No stress. Because you come to worship. You don't have to look sexy. You look sexy in the bedroom with your husband, not at church. Give me a good amen. And yourself, you can't even sing well, you cannot even, even yourself, when you are coming to give the offering now, see yourself, right? You know yourself whatever you are wearing. Now, so you see, this basket, I will put it down here. Start to put it down like this. Now you will see yourself. What is this? What is this? If you could wear something that, you are fine in it. There is no worries. You are fine. Because you have to have your weekly clothes and your Sunday clothes must be different. No! We don't want everybody who will start to disconnect brothers and sisters here. Papa, we must wear like in our generation. Which generation? We have only one generation, and our generation is a biblical generation. We care about our hearts. You see now, when you are falling down, they have to wrap you with so many clothes. Why? You want them to be sexy? Uh -huh. As I say you want them to be sexy, your underwear outside. outside. Oh the pastor also, the underwear outside. This is a fashion pastor. <laughs> Fire. Fire. <laughs> I was telling somebody, you just found me in my house. I'm dancing Tupac. Eh? Tupac. Eh? Tupac. You know Tupac. Feel back. I am dancing. If he, the man who doesn't go to church, he will tell you that this person is an advantage. The church must not be according to the model of Americans. The church must be according to the model of the Bible. Say amen. He want to show us six parts. 
I know the sister not there. Hey, brother. <laughs> that brother is sexy. That brother is sexy. Let me catch you. I said, let me catch you. You never see a spirit of opposition. You never see a spirit of opposition. When I stand on your way, you're gonna, you're gonna confess. Shout hallelujah. I say you're gonna confess. And I'm saying to all the young people here, release me from the water. Release, I say release me. Re, I say release me. I say release, I, I say release me. You already put accept pastor, accept pastor, accept pastor. We put pastor aside. I have to see your status. You know there are times I'm telling you. Somebody can come here, Papa. I want to marry one of your daughter here, but I see that sister. I will tell him careful, eh? careful. Go slowly. Pray again. Papa, why should I pray again? I say pray again. Papa, I want to make that guy came to me. I said, pray again. You didn't see well. Papa, Papa, Didi, Didi. Before you finish that Didi. Call a motion. Work on your heart. I said, work on what? I praise God, one woman. She was a mother. She was telling me, she said, Prophet, all my boss, they must marry in your church. I said, hey, not the boys. Hey, I'm a, I have a big work to do. She was saying, the lady that came in our her family, oh, Prophet, she said she's from your church. She's from under your cabinet. I said, yes! She said, good girl. But I knew what I did in the secret. Boom! Boom! Whatever you do, do it with your heart. When you are coming to the church, you say to yourself, Am I well dressed? You check yourself in the mirror. Don't hear anybody tell you that you look sexy. If they tell you you look sexy, go back and change. Shout hallelujah. I say, Go back and do it. Go back and do it. And change. What? What God is seeking from you? Your heart. Put it up. Your heart. Motema. Your heart. When you are buying your clothes, there are nice clothes around Jobek here, around South Africa. When the world is long, uh, how do you call it? Close. They are not nice. Huh? Say, get, get, get. Mama, come, 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 come. Stand it, get. It's not nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Know something tight. And in yourself, you are like Scooby Doo. Now, you cannot even walk. You see now, you are walking like this. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand up for you. 